0: The idea of this external me- measures of validation being unfulfilling, that there, there there has to be a, a replacement, moving moving the house from the sand onto the rock. There has to be a total a total life replacement. Now, <clears throat> this is probably one of the most painful thing emotionally a person will do, is to realize I'm building my house on sand. I, I am I am building a false construct. This my whole life has been based on chasing this dream, uh, of of success or fame, of fortune, of of uh, retirement at a certain age, uh, you know, and, and to realize it's like that's never going to give me life. To redefine what is life is the starting place, I believe. To redefine what is life. Life is not fame; it's love. Life is not power; it's generosity. Life is not <clears throat> selfish; it's giving it myself away. Uh, life is not uh, Facebook likes; it's friendship. The people that I really like, and they like me. There's there's a there's an intimacy in relationship, and so. <laughs> to, to, there, there's this tearing down that takes place first. And I believe people have to go through uh, an emotional uh, and a validation detox, as I guess my, I might call it that.
1: Validation is an enormous part of our lives. It's an external recognition that the feelings we have or the actions we take are worthwhile. Community, as God intended it, often encourages people towards right living through validation. However, the desire for external validation can quickly become all-consuming and unhealthy. How many social media followers do you have? Do you have a fulfilling marriage? Are your children successful? How many parties are you invited to? This week, Gary Wilkerson discusses how easily we slip into searching for worth in things other than God. Only God can validate our existence. Only He can give our lives real purpose and direction. Now here's our host, Bob Dimmer.
2: Well, welcome to another Gary Wilkerson podcast, and we hope these podcasts are blessing you and you're finding the topics interesting and useful as well. And if you are, I hope you get in touch with us. So You'll see some contact information on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, and we'll also have it in our show notes if you're listening audio-wise. Uh, but we'd like to hear from you what you think about the podcast and uh, how you feel about them. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, we'd like to hear from you as well, if something that you've been wondering about and would like to hear Gary comment on, uh, please do contact us. But we are hoping that you're finding these useful. And I think today's topic is also one that people will find beneficial as well. And that's the, the broad topic of well-being. Uh, what does it mean to have well-being? If you were to look it up in the dictionary, well-being is defined as the state of being comfortable, healthy, or happy. I was doing some research this week as we were getting ready for this podcast, and I see that there are studies on well-being, as there are studies on everything. Uh, studies on happiness in particular. In fact, the, uh, uh, the the United Nations latest world happiness report came out not too long ago in the ranked countries. The U.S., Gary, you may not be too surprised to hear, we're 18th on the list, which is kind of interesting. We have the pursuit of happiness and our Declaration of Independence, but it appears we're not all that happy in terms of the rest of, of the world. Why do you think that is? And it seems to be slipping. Why do you think those yeah. two things are coming together?
0: No, those are great questions. The, um, I think to get to the good news of living... Um, a holistic life that is the, the life you were meant to live, the life that God has designed for you. To to get to that good news of the gospel, sometimes you have to start with the the, the negative. and I don't I don't like to go negative. I'm a pretty positive guy, but I think we start off with the sort of really getting to the grassroots of this thing, to the core of this. I think we would see what Soren Kierkegaard called it existential dread. It's it's a it's a dread of life that is not based on, you know, like um, my job's not going well or I wish my marriage was better. It's it's something deep inside the soul that that has this almost nebulous sense of something's missing. There's got you know you, you hear this a lot, don't you? Like the you know, people will will confess to us in ministry like this. You know, I just feel like there's something more to life. There's something missing. I I, I have this high expectation of what life could be like. And especially as you become a Christian, you know, you, you get these, the, the Bible calls them precious promises of God, but yet the reality of our life sometimes is much lower than that. And so that's what Kierkegaard called the existential dread. It's its an angst of soul. Um, yeah, so that, that sounds kind of rough. It's the opposite of of, of joy or, or peace or contentment or, or happiness. The... Um, the, the, the uh, you know as, as far as why America particularly might be suffering with this is because our expectations are so high the the gap is is wider so and I'm not saying high expectations are are bad but I am saying that uh, that we have we have high expectations and oftentimes a very low reality and that gap it, it's a it's a glaring gap that causes this this angst this dread that that I'm talking about and, and so I, you know and that's what our ministry is about is we even call it live, helping people live a better life and make a better world. Uh, is is that that you might be whole, spirit, soul, and and, and body, and you know sometimes our, something is out of line. Uh, you know your spirit. You might you might go to church and pray and read your Bible and feel close and intimate with God, but your body be out of shape and you're eating poorly, and so there's there's a disconnect there, or or the soul the soul which you know, I, I, we define the soul mostly as uh, as our mind, the things we, our thought life, our uh, our will, what we choose to do, uh, and our emotions, how we feel about things. And sometimes people can have uh, a strong will, and they're going to do what they're called to do, but they're feeling just bad about life. Or others have, you know, just, they're emotional, but they don't have a very strong will, so they never accomplish the things they want to. And so, getting all this aligned together is is, I believe, what God is after in our life.
2: I know when we're talking about the non-believers, uh, it's easy to say that emptiness is that God-shaped hole in your life that you that you don't have, right? But it seems like for the believer, probably much of our audience that that are listening to this podcast, it sounds like they're a little bit out of whack, as you just described, or maybe we're we have two. You say high expectations, maybe it's high entitlement that maybe we should have. Entitlements what we a want. better word. Yeah. I think
0: entitlements a better word than expectation. That's you know, and we could we could do a whole. A podcast, show on, uh, on the entitlement culture and the harm that it's doing today. But, you know, as, <clears throat> as far as relating this topic of wellness, of well-being and holistic living in, in Christ, um, you know, if we hone that down to speak about it, well, how does that work relationally? Because there's no, no one's whole and living to the fullness of the expectations that they want without it being relational. So you know, let's let's look at it from the negative again. Every sin in the Bible is a relational sin. Even the Ten Commandments, the first uh, four—excuse me, the first six—have to deal with uh, vertical uh, relations, vertical relationships with other people. Um, Excuse me, I got it backwards. The 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 first four are relationship towards God. Um, Have no other god before me. Um, Don't take my name in vain. Then the other six are relational. Uh, around community and stuff and and so and then you you take that all the way through to even the new testament and every sin that's mentioned greed pride lust anger strife division that's all relational and so sin is uh, i think uh, you know we define it you've heard this before right as missing the mark well if all sin is relational then sin is missing the relation the core the the target of the relationship that god wants us to have and so for all have sin, we miss the relational target, and fallen short of the glory of God. We're, we're falling far short of the relationship capacity that God has put within us. And we feel that. And that's, I think, where that dread comes from, that angst. It's like, or that sense of something is missing in my life. Uh, and, and, and we look at ex- external measures to say, this is what's going to fill me. <clears throat> so there's an emptiness. There's a hurt. There's a wound inside my heart and yours, all of us. Uh, it may have come from uh, an abusive situation in a childhood. It may come through a divorce. It may have come through um, an addiction in our life, and so we sense this woundedness, this brokenness in us, uh, this sorrow, this grief, and so we we build these external measures. Um, and what I mean by that is, okay, so let's say, um, let's say uh, you know, and this, I'm not saying this, but but let's say somebody grows up. Uh, and they just never get a sense of being loved. Their father never once said to them, "I love you," or took you uh, somebody in their arms. And so there's this this woundedness inside, and, and out of that comes a sense of there must be something wrong with me. There's a um, you know I am incomplete. I am I am defective because, and, and what we do is is we try to build a reason why we got wounded, a reason why we got hurt. Um, We we don't like to blame other people sometimes, and so we start blaming ourselves. Oh, the reason my father rejected me, the reason my mother left me, the reason my marriage fell apart is because I am uh, insignificant or I am unworthy or I am unlovable. I I am – I I lack intelligence. I lack – I'm not smart enough to – you know, I'm not good looking enough. You know, we have all these measures that we say, if I had those things, then I would get the love that I'm looking for. Then I wouldn't have the dread or the angst of soul. Then my life would be holistic or complete. And so we're looking for external measures. um, Somebody, it might be money. Once I make my first million, you know, everybody's going to love me and I'm going to be, live this holistic, happy life. Or when I, when I, Uh, get to this particular place on the corporate ladder once I get to this level then then I'm going to be happy then I won't be able then I won't have to describe myself as uh, I am defective because I am uh, I'm lacking intelligence I will prove myself to have intelligence by climbing the corporate ladder so we build these I call them false constructs it's like you're building a whole life and, and it's so sad we don't even know it. we're not aware of it but we're building our whole life based out of our wounds and uh I guess I could say wounds speak. They they have a subconscious voice, and they tell us, "Go get that, get that." You know, uh, <clears throat> a guy who feels insecure about his masculinity uh, might chase women, and, and so it's that false construct. If, if I get this victory here, that that'll prove. And it's very subtle, but it's very powerful. Um, as a pastor, I speak to pastors all over the world. I think pastors have a uh, have a r- strong problem with external measures. Um, if the church reaches 500, then I'll be happy and I'll be a success. If it reaches, th- then it gets to 500, and what do they say, like well, when it gets to 1,000, or when we get the new building, or when the budget reaches this much, and so it's budgets and buildings and uh, uh, numerical. So there's a lot of numerical uh, numbers. you know. And I'm not above this. Um, you know, We just started this podcast uh, six weeks ago or so, and uh, a couple months ago. And I, I look online you know I see how many viewers we have and and I see the idolatry in that because if it's if it's a if it's if it's a podcast that gets more views than that I'm like I'm real happy it's like, I, that's an external measure that I, and so I, I repent I say God that's not what gives me life I, I want life from something much deeper than um, fame or notoriety and and that's you know the whole Facebook thing of how many followers you have or how many likes you get on something or the Twitter or you know there, there is a there's actually a psychological thing they're putting. They're thinking about putting it now in the they call it the DMS the disorders, uh, and it's called uh, it's called uh, social media validation, and, and people will actually get depressed uh, because they compare their following to somebody else, uh, or they or they have this false sense of pride and arrogance of I have more than you, and so it's a relational sin again, and and it all goes back to that, um, you know. So it starts with, so 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 to stop, you know, if I just, if you just tell me, stop, stop looking for external measures of validation. You know, God doesn't want you to do that. I go like, uh, okay, you know, know, good luck with that. You know, I don't think you're going to get there that way. I I think you have to realize that, 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 that sense of need, constructing a life, trying to get you to get that comes from something. It's, it's powered by something. And I believe it's these wounds that we have in our heart, the sense of lack of I'm, I'm broken, and this will fix it, mm. and it never does. It never brings uh, the, the the solution. The, the solutions are very different.
2: You know, it's interesting. It's almost the opposite of living holistically, because you're going mm-hmm. after one thing rather than the holistic way to live, which would make everything better. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is that? Is it the money? Is it the fame? Whatever yeah. it is, it's just one thing that we're after. Right.
0: Yeah. It, it's and yeah, it's one thing, or maybe one or two. Two. Mm. Uh, we think that that you know, and that's the con- the false construct that that I'm talking about. So we. We build this house on the sand uh, that's built of money or that's built of fame or that's built of, of uh, corporate success or that's built of uh, of uh, applause because of uh, you know you do something and people like give you a pat on the back and so that gives you that that sense and it doesn't it, it never fulfills it, it's never you know as as we've heard said many times it's never enough it it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't meet the, the need, the deeper need of our heart.
2: Which it uh, sounds like you're saying is relational, is that deeper need. And yeah. so if we have this lack of well-being, we're searching in the wrong places, how does it impact the very thing that we are after, which is the relationship? How does it impact our friends, our family, right. those around us?
0: Yeah, well, it, 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 it impacts everything. Just, you know, as, a, as we speak about sin being, every sin is a relational sin. On the opposite, every form of love is... Is, is relational, um, or, or all, all obedience, all, I might say this way, all holiness, you know, we're talking about one to live ho- holy, um, in holiness, then, then uh, I think all holiness is relational as well, again, towards God and towards other people living in good relationship with people, so, so uh, uh, and love fulfills the law. And so the uh, the idea of this external me- measures of validation being unfulfilling, the, the there, there has to be a, a replacement. Moving, moving the house from the sand onto the rock. There has to be a total, a total life replacement. Now, <clears throat> this is probably one of the most painful thing emotionally a person will do, is to realize I'm building my house on sand. I, I am, I am building a false construct. This, my whole life has been based on chasing this dream, uh, of of success or fame, of fortune. of of uh, retirement at a certain age, uh, you know, and and to realize it's like th- that's never going to give me life. To redefine what is life is the starting place, I believe. To redefine what is life: life is not fame; it's love. Life is not power; it's generosity. Life is not <clears throat> selfish; it's giving it, myself away. Uh, life is not uh, Facebook likes; it's friendship. The people that I really like, and they like me. There's there's a there's an intimacy in relationship, and so. <clears throat> to, to, there, there's this tearing down that takes place first, and I believe people have to go through uh, an emotional uh, and a validation detox, is I guess my, I might call it that. You know, I've worked with Teen Challenge my whole life, and uh, they usually send somebody through detox because when you first stop doing something, that gives you a sense of uh, the dopamine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so heroin will give you a dopamine high, and so you get addicted to it. Well, you know, they've done studies, and so we'll. Uh, that's why people get addicted to social media, because if they get five likes, they go like, "Wow, oh, that, that actually gives the brain a dopamine hit." And so, if if you're living your life for external measures of validation, you're going to have to go through detox. You're gonna and and the um, these are, and for some people, it's even like um, an addiction to say uh, binge watching a television show. Um, so I have noticed the in some people that I counsel. Uh, when they talk about binge watching something they they will begin to talk about the TV show that they're binge watching as if it's their own community there's a, a, a pseudo community that they're involved in so they know what Joe and Marianne are doing and how their relationship's working and and Fred over there he's he's bad and he's, and they, they talk about it like it's their own community mm-hmm. well it's, it's it's again it's an external uh, uh, measure uh, it's it's getting it from another source and so there comes a point in our life where we if we're ever going to transition from the house on the sand to the house on the rock we're going to tear down the false construct and let god construct the life that he wants the first measure is going to be this detox of saying okay i'm going to have to i'm going to have to resist um you know so when you're a pastor maybe you should stop having the ushers tell you how many people were in church on sunday uh, because because does that really matter um maybe you just want to talk to one person and say where's your soul you know where's your heart what's god doing in your life I'm not saying church growth's bad, but uh, you know, if if your if your whole life is constructed around, once I build this success in the corporate world, um, then there has to be the sense of saying, you know what, that that's not bad in the sense of wanting to to do my job well and to get advancements, but if I'm if that's my measure of validation, rather than this other thing, and so this this it's a, you'll never be happy in with a false construct once you find out who you were meant to be. And you find that life is is love, life is grace, life is generosity, life is forgiveness, life is community, life is togetherness, life is having uh, close friends, life is having a gift inside of you that you give to the world. Um, whether it's ten thousand or ten people, is 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 not as significant as having the gift and using it well for the glory of God. Um, you know, and again, that's one other, I think, one other ailment that in this external validation is, is the ailment of c- comparison. And so um, let's use social media again. So, so, so somebody has a social media platform in it, and it reaches 1,000. Somebody has one that reaches 10,000. So the one with 1,000 starts feeling like, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Why is that person so much better than me? Why do you? And, and, and it even sometimes is, it becomes an accusation against God. Why do you like them better than me? It's the Esau, Jacob. Um, you know, uh, it's it's Esau saying like you know, oh Jacob gets everything, and um, you know it's 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 Cain and Abel as well. You know, uh, God said to, to Cain, um, hey if you do well, you know all will go well with you too. Like you can have everything your brother can have, uh, but it's it's not the external measures; it's the internal measures.
2: You mentioned uh, replacing the house we're built on instead mm-hmm. of the sand on the solid structures. You have to replace it with something. What are some good things that we can replace these bad habits with?
0: Well, well, once once you detox and some of these bad things are no longer giving you life, once you take that, um, and I would also say face the hurt, like um, so, so, okay, so I'm detoxing from um, the, the like money being my external validation. So, I'm detoxing from that. So, so I still want to get a good job and I still want to make money, but I'm not going to let that be my idol any longer. So, so you crush that idol. Uh, and then, then, then what happens then is uh, if you're not careful, you replace it with some other addiction or idol. And so, you have to face in, in, that. This is now you have to go that's exter- external. So, now you have to go internal. And say, okay, there's there's a reason I'm going after that, and if I don't face the reason, the core reason, if I don't face the root of this, and just keep dealing with the fruit of this, then I'll then I'll I'll just get new fruit, uh, I'll get new new problems, and so so that and again, that's what I said is painful because you're going to the core of this, like, oh, okay, so the reason, the reason I I want um, applause. Is because I feel so unworthy. Like people don't love me, people, and so it's so it, it's it's getting to the core of that. It's, it's dealing with God. It's it's getting face to face with God. It's it's doing business with God. It's a it's a come to Jesus kind of meeting. Saying Jesus, there's something wrong in, in, inside of me. There's there's a longing that's unmet. There's a there's a sense of unworthiness. There's a sense of lack of value. There's a sense inside of me that I'm not good enough. I, I don't. Uh, no matter what I do, I just never feel like I've done enough. I've, I've at the end of the day, I always feel like. I'm just failing people. I'm letting people down. So fate. So and the reason we live for these addictions of external measures is because that covers the pain, and so once you get rid of the 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 event, uh, the measures, then you're going to be left with the pain, and you have to go through that. That's the hard part. You have to face that pain because that's what started the addictions. That's what started the the need for the external measures of validation, and so once the the validation's gone. Or the need for it, then you're faced with the pain. So you're saying like, oh, and I do this all the time. I, 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 I'm, you know, I want to be. The Bible says to examine yourself. So I look in. I look inside my own heart and say, is is there something? You know, okay, I, I seem to be going after that that idolatry. So what what is it in my heart? What's the root of this thing? And it'll always come to 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 a wound. Like, oh, I feel uh, I'm not good enough. So if I'm not good enough, if I work really hard. If I do a perfect podcast today then a lot of people will like it and I'll feel really good about myself mm-hmm. baloney that's 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 external if if I go inside I just go like you know what uh, me and Bob are having a good talk and if no one else listens to it we'll enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. and God will be here in this room mm-hmm. and he's pleased with that that's I don't need anything else and so but I have to go through that pain first of saying oh I'm looking for love in all the wrong places mm-hmm. I'm looking for validation because I'm I'm feeling unworthy so that's when I so the good news then okay now what do I do with that pain that's where I have something that psychology doesn't have that self-help doesn't have I go to the source of love the source of life the source of grace the source of forgiveness the the source of peace and joy and contentment and I and I drink of that and all of a sudden I start I am able to say to myself not by looking in the mirror and chanting I'm good enough I'm handsome enough I'm strong enough but looking into the to the mirror of God's law, and saying what God says about me, that 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 uh, that that He gives me unconditional love, that 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 is love not based on my value or worth. And so I, I realize at the core of my pain, I am trying to get somebody to love me, somebody to accept me, somebody to value me. And now I realize the God of all creation, the God who calls this place His home. It's the earth is his footstool, mm-hmm. that God says to me that I value you. You have worth in me. You were know, you so valuable. I sent my son to die for you. That's how much I care about you. And that's, how, that's, that's, that's the value that you have. So you don't have to go running and chasing after it. You don't have to go to, to what Jeremiah called broken cisterns drinking muddy water when you have rivers of living water of life. And so that's, that's the replacement. If, if you don't get to this sense of finally be able to say, And this is such good news. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to be more than I am. I don't have to put on a show, a mask. I don't have to get other people's validation by trying really hard. That's exhausting and it's frustrating and it's leaves you. Excuse me. As ultimately you you will leave yourself feeling like a failure. Come to the source of river, rivers of living water, and he says you'll find abundant life. And what is that? It's like I can breathe, and there's peace, and there's contentment, uh, and and the fear, the fear why people don't go there. It's so, it's so good. Why don't people go there? Well, there's there's a fear. If I if I just if I just go for contentment and peace and joy, that's just like. I, 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 I'll just be real blunt with you. Um, and, and I hope this doesn't sound sexist or anything like that, but for me, when I've wrestled with this, my external validation feels very masculine. I'm gonna be successful, powerful, financially well off. A lot of people are gonna like me. You know, It feels really strong. Peace, joy, contentment. It sounds very feminine to me. It's kind of like emotional, like mumbo jumbo. You know? It's like, I don't want that. I want the power, you know? I want the success. Uh, and so my whole life, I realized I've defined success incorrectly. I've de- defined it as these selfish, powerful, ambitious things, Rather, and it's not successful at all. If I define success, if I can get off that sand and onto the rock, I start defining success, success differently as being I'm a man of love, I'm a man of grace, I'm a man of generosity, I'm a man of peace. I'm, I'm, the, I'm not only on a rock, but I'm becoming a rock. And so people now come to me. Because they're living in this world of clamor and angst and dread and they're seeing a soul on a rock who has life and peace and they're starting to say, Where, you know, how did you get that? Where did that come from? Now that gives you real success. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is a, maybe an external measure of validation, but it's, it's one that is inviting people to, to let the scaffolding of a life constructed on the sand, let it, let it fall, let it be torn down and come over to that rock and build your house on that rock. See, Jesus didn't just say come to the rock and get saved. He said build your house on it. And so there's a, you're constructing your life based on these biblical values which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long suffering, temperance. Uh, the 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 uh, you know against such there is no law. You know there's 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 a law against greed and strife and selfish ambition, but there's not a a, a law against these things. So it's a, it's a major turnaround, but it's a it's one well it's it's well worth it and it doesn't uh, bob i know you know this as well as i do it doesn't it doesn't happen in by listening to one podcast or one sermon it doesn't happen by you know uh, going to hearing a sermon series at your church or sitting with a counselor a pastoral counselor for even a month it's 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 a it's a journey of many many months and years
2: um, it's it's a whole paradigm shift, it's uh, a paradigm you know. Shift. It's and it's so countercultural too. I was I was watching a uh, one of your devotionals, by the way, for our listeners. We're going to start a video devotional that Gary's going to be doing. We'll be sending out once a week. And I was watching one yesterday that you did, and it was talking about how we uh, we don't seem to know the source of joy. We think hoard money. No, we give it away. We mm-hmm. think we yeah. want everything for ourselves. No, it's sacrifice. It's everything opposite of what we've been taught and what we think we know. Yeah. That is the source of real truth. That, you're right, that doesn't happen overnight. That would seem to take a lifetime to get that down. Yeah,
0: it does. It takes a lifetime, and um, it's, a, it's a journey, um, and you've got to enjoy the journey.
1: You've been listening to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. God created you in His image. He sent Jesus to die for you and redeem you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and deeply loved by your Maker. Please trust in these promises as your validation today and each day after. They will grant you peace that lasts unlike anything the world can offer. Maybe you've had to miss a Sunday service or need some midweek encouragement. World Challenge has a full list of great video sermons along with downloadable audio versions from inspired preachers like David and Gary Wilkerson, Tim Delina, Carter Conlon, and others. These spiritual leaders cover topics ranging from achieving your wildest dreams to dealing with exhaustion or even how we should view eternity. This Gary Wilkerson podcast is brought to you by World Challenge. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hall-Smith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington with video production by Aaron Gale. We hope to see you next time on the Gary Wilkerson podcast. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.